So the problem is there just isn't enough capacity for everyone that wants to make in Britain to be able to do so, which is crazy when you think about it. You know, we want to grow manufacturing in this country and yet manufacturers are having to turn people away because they just don't have the space. You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. I invite you to join me every Tuesday and Friday when I'll be sharing the stories behind some of the best British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering you advice on making in the UK. Let's crack on with the show. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of the Make It British podcast. Taking a little break this week from the recordings from Make It British Live to just give you a bit of an update about a meeting I was at this week at the Houses of Parliament. Sounds a little bit more exciting than, well, let's just say this episode is going to be a little bit of a rant, but I think everyone needs to hear it because it's something that If you're listening to this and you're in the manufacturing industry or you want to source products that are made in the UK, then you need to listen to this because it's something really important that might affect every single one of you. So the meeting that I was at was held by the All-Party Parliamentary Group for Textiles and Fashion, and it was organised by... Tamara Sinsik, I hope I've pronounced your name correctly there, Tamara, who is the secretariat for the for the APPG, as the acronym is known for the all-party parliamentary group. And Tamara um, runs an independent organisation called Fashion Roundtable, and they do some wonderful things in really being the voice of fashion and textiles when it comes to Brexit in particular. So I'm going to put a link to Fashion Roundtable if you haven't heard of them in the show notes for this podcast. But Tamara is also the secretariat for this APP, APPG group. And we got invited to this meeting. There was myself and several UK garment manufacturers in the room. Also several representatives from the British Retail Consortium and a group called the UK in a Changing Europe, which is an independent research body that gives advice on all of the possible outcomes post-Brexit. So I'm not going to get all political on you, but this is something that everyone that listens to this podcast probably needs to know because it will end up affecting a lot of you if you want to source products in the UK. So what the uh, the reason we were all gathered together for this meeting was to ask the government with help to help ease the issue of the lack of skilled garment machinists or garment workers in the UK and to impress upon them why this is so important. And that was the reason that I was there and that they kindly gave me five minutes to state my case because I see... By running Make It British, I see firsthand that issues, not just garment manufacturers, but all different types of manufacturers in the UK are having with finding skilled staff. And certainly over the last nine years since I've been running Make It British, I am seeing a huge rise in demand for UK manufacturing. And I'm seeing it continue to grow and more people getting in touch, particularly buyers from 
big retail stores saying they want to make in the UK, but the problem is they can't find the capacity. And there really is a huge supply and demand issue with UK garment manufacturing at the moment. I mean, it's huge. So the problem is there just isn't enough capacity for everyone that wants to make in Britain to be able to do so, which is crazy when you think about it. You know, we want to grow manufacturing in this country and yet manufacturers are having to turn people away because they just don't have the space. And yet collectively, if all of these buyers actually placed their their potential orders with the UK garment manufacturers, we could be looking at millions, if not billions of pounds worth of potential orders eventually. But there just isn't the capacity to make these orders, the factories are full, which is what I was trying to get across to the MPs. And I'm sure you've heard, you've heard me mention on this podcast on several occasions already that garment manufacturers say to me that they could double or triple their businesses if only they could find the skilled staff that they needed to operate their machines. Now, the UK textile industry is worth over £9 billion to the economy currently. But if all these manufacturers could double their business, I mean, how much could that add to the UK economy? And this is what I was trying to get across to the government. But the problem is because so many of these manufacturers are tiny micro businesses that only employ a small amount of people, they go under the MPs' radar. So, We really need to have more of these meetings where we can get together and make these MPs understand what the situation is and also about the fact that the lack of skilled staff is really holding everyone back. In fact, it's the only thing that is holding the industry back. And with Brexit looming, things are only going to get a whole lot worse. So the problem is, so because there's so few people, young people in the UK that are learning skills like sewing and apprenticeship programs are not getting quite the uptake at quite the speed that we need in order to keep up with demand, there just aren't enough people in the UK who have the skills and the sewing skills that the factories need. It can take five years or more to train up to the level that is required by some of the garment manufacturers to work in commercial garment production. So currently, most garment manufacturers in the UK rely on a certain amount of staff who have come from other countries, generally in Europe, from places such as Bulgaria and Poland, where sewing skills are still highly valued. In fact, um, there was manufacturers in the room. There was Mike Stoll there from a garment manufacturer in Manchester called um, Private White VC. And he was saying how 80% of his staff currently come from Eastern Europe. But the problem is, when it comes to Brexit, the government has decided that work visas post-Brexit will only be given to those people who earn 30000 or more a year and whose jobs are considered highly skilled. And of course, the problem is that the majority of textile workers don't earn 30000 Even some of the most highly paid garment machinists who are working on piece rates and who've been working for many, many years don't earn £30,000 a year. So what we were trying to impress upon the government was that salary 
is not necessarily a benchmark for skill. You know, you only have to look at so many of the job roles within manufacturing and not just in fashion. I mean, from the factories that I've been to see, there are so many skilled craftspeople who are earning below that level, but who've taken years to get to the level that they are at to able to work in the industry that they're in. So because there's not much hope of recruiting skills when it comes to the salary benchmark, there's one other way that the visa can be given out. And that is for those jobs that are covered on what's known as the shortage occupation list. So if we can prove to the government that there is a shortage of skilled machinists, then there could be some hope. Cue the next problem. You knew there was going to be a but, didn't you? There's a but. But the problem is the government is working off a pretty outdated old list when it comes to the roles within manufacturing. And they've also chosen to classify textile workers and dressmakers, I think was the name of one of the other roles, um, which I don't know anyone who runs a garment factory calling someone at a sewing machine a dressmaker. And they were considering these roles to be low-skilled or at the very best, medium-skilled, whereas they need to be considered as highly skilled in order to put them on the shortage occupation list. So frustrating. And there, was, there was even one MP in the room who was comparing garment machinists to fruit pickers, saying how the fruit picking industry has an issue finding staff to do, to do that work as well. We know there is no comparison between someone who has taken five years plus or is sitting at a sewing machine sewing silk dresses for London Fashion Week to someone that is picking an apple off a tree. I mean, the two just do not equate, but they do at the Houses of Parliament. I mean, it's just so, so frustrating. It really is. I mean, I'd love to see one of these MPs sitting at a sewing machine and then telling me, uh, sitting at an industrial sewing machine and then telling me it's the equivalent of picking an apple from a tree. It's just, they're so out of date with what the reality is in the industry. It's really quite worrying. So if you're a garment manufacturer, listen to this, or if you're someone who cares about the possible demise of the UK garment manufacturing industry post-Brexit, there are a couple of things that you can do. Number one, write to your local MP and state your case as to why you think garment machinists and textile workers should be put on the shortage occupation list. Okay, so that's the first thing. Write a letter to your MP. And number two, there is a survey from Fashion Roundtable, and I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes for this podcast. Um, and it's calling on information from manufacturers to help compile data on what their thoughts are about the skill levels of the people that they have working for them and various other things about, you know, how many people do you employ and that sort of thing. And the more garment manufacturers we can get to fill in this survey. So if you aren't a garment manufacturer, but you know of any or you work with any, please send them the link for the survey and get them to fill it in as soon as possible because the more people put their voices behind this, the more likely that government is going to sit up and listen. 
So that's it for today. Rant over. <laughs> I did warn you it was going to be a ranty one. If you have any thoughts on this as well, I would love to hear from you. Please send me an email to kate at makeitbritish.co.uk or hit me up on Twitter at makeitbritish and tell me your thoughts on this whole sorry situation. Until next week, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday and Friday, plus there's also bonus episodes occasionally. So don't forget to subscribe in your favourite podcast app so that you get notified every time a new episode goes live. And if you enjoyed the show, I would really love it if you left me a, just a little review on iTunes. The more reviews this podcast receives, the more people will discover it and the more we can spread the word about making in the UK. Thanks once again for listening to the Make It British podcast. Bye bye.